five, four, three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Here we go. It's game time. Unforgettable. Welcome to Sports and More, where almost anything goes. Coming to you from the marsh just outside of Edmonton, Alberta, here's your host, Dean Millard. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Nice to be in orbit. I don't think there's anything to dislike I, when you consider what uh, Ken Hall and I mean he's got loads of experience and, and the experience comes in this in this respect in his ability to understand and he understand exactly what a team is. Not, not he doesn't kid himself, he doesn't fool himself, and he said I needed to do my part to help this team. It was really something that he felt it was important to do and to be able to get on it. And you know. You're trying, he's been trying to add skill on the wing since he took the job. He did it with Neil. Yamamoto has developed into a really good player, albeit he's out now with an injury. And then he acquires Athanasio. So Kenny understood what they needed. Uh, I, I think that Mike Green will come in and give them uh, a little bit of a different option uh, as a right-shot defenseman. He can still pass the puck. And he's got some pretty good players to pass the puck to. So... I think when you add it all up, I think that Kenny did a real nice job of, of being able to, to help that team, you know, push push stronger for a playoff spot. Hello there and welcome to Sports and More, episode 36, which features Craig Button of TSN. And Sports and More, where almost anything goes, audio-only edition, uh, had some technical difficulties, I now know why engineers tell you not to have glasses of water around recording equipment. Uh, So we'll just go with uh, the audio version today and we'll discuss with Craig. Um, We're going to have a big announcement, Craig and I, in uh, just a a few minutes uh, that I think you're going to like. We're going to discuss the Oilers at the deadline, winners uh, from a seller's and buyer's point of view, and what teams over and underpaid. Uh, But before we get to that, we have to unveil our top three presented by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. Three, two, one, and liftoff. Let's go! Time for your top three. Liftoff and the clock has started. Roger, zero G, and I feel fine. Beautiful, beautiful. Fantasy sports are great, and now with Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, it's more realistic than ever. Own one of only 31 professional fantasy hockey franchises in the world. That means if you end up with Connor McDavid on your team, you're the only one in the world in this game that will have Connor McDavid because there's only 31 teams and only one will have the best player in the game. You have 23-man rosters. You have a 27-player reserve list to stockpile for the future. This isn't just fantasy. This is owning a franchise. Daily roster moves, a wickedly unique playoff format, and they're not just players on your roster. That's what I've been trying to get at. They're digital assets. You use digital currency 
to buy and sell players and make money when you win. Build a championship team now, stockpile for the future. Only a few franchises left of the 31 available. You can get your own by bidding right now. Here's the link, www.airauctioneer.com slash UFF sports dash NHL dash fantasy dash franchise dash auction. Open your free account, make your bid. You'll be notified if you are outbid. And in this format, you own the game. So get in the game. Our top three topic this week, winners or losers from the deadline. Uh, I went with a mixture. My honorable mention is uh, Joe Thornton as a loser because he's stuck in San Jose. And Patrick Marlowe as a winner because he gets to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, so one guy gets to chase his uh, Stanley Cup dream. The other guy uh, watches it fade away. And, and uh, you know, Joe Thornton's probably going to retire. Maybe he maybe he comes back. I don't know. Uh, but if this is it, he's going to retire uh, on the other side of some lopsided games. Uh, that's really sad. Whereas Patrick Marlowe uh, joins a veteran championship caliber team that has won before. So that's my winner and loser honorable mention. Uh, for teams, I'm going with the, the Coyotes as a loser. Uh, they're tied for a playoff spot and they don't do anything. You know, they made their Taylor Hall move obviously earlier in the season, but uh, the Oilers got Tyler Ennis really cheap for a fifth-round pick. You don't think Ennis would help the Coyotes? So I, I, I don't know what the Coyotes are thinking. Um, you know, they made a big push to get Taylor Hall. And if they weren't going to do anything, they should have traded Taylor Hall because they're probably going to lose him in the offseason. Don't understand that. Uh, number two for me, Oiler fans as winners. Yeah, Oiler fans getting excited. Um, you know, listen, nobody knew in 2006 what a few moves were going to do for this Oiler team, and by no means am I saying this team's going to the Stanley Cup final. But man, oh man, Ken Holland did some pretty tidy work. Depth defenseman in green, and two guys that obviously proved uh, worthy last night in Anaheim in the loss, uh, Athanasio and Tyler Ennis. So a winner are Oiler fans. And the biggest loser on deadline day for me are the Leafs and, and their fans. I mean, come on, just like the Coyotes, you're tied uh, in a playoff position. You have teams breathing down your neck, teams that improved over the weekend. And then obviously the terrible news about the injury. Yeah, that's that's bad timing. It comes a day after the deadline. But for me, it's the Leafs. Uh, they were the biggest losers at the deadline and the Coyotes as well uh, in the West because uh, they're in the thick of things and they didn't do anything. And now the Leafs are facing some injuries. So uh, get in the game because you own the game at Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. More details at www.uffsports.com. And before we get to Craig Button, I want to tell you about Podcast Alley. It's where I have a number of different shows. Uh, Tanner Stewart will be joining me on the Cannabis 101 podcast later today. And we will also feature one hitters. Uh, he is from Stewart Farms, a really unique licensed producer. Eric Zabrowski will be joining Jordan Blundell and myself on the Prospects Baseball Show. We will also f uh, feature playing Pepper uh, with Eric, the former prospect and now a member of the San Diego Padres organization. And to Bill Kareem, Will uh, is, is previously on Sports and More, last week's guest of this podcast. Uh, we also did one-timers with the ESPN Sports Center anchor. So you can check all of that out at Podcast Alley dot 
C-A. And if you want to get a hold of me, it's uh, simple. At Duck Millard on Twitter. Sports and More Podcast on Instagram. Sports and More 35 on Facebook. You can email me, sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. And you get to our website, sportsandmore.ca. Let's get to know Craig Button a little bit more with the bio. Time for the bio. Craig Button was born in Rochester, New York. His dad, Jack, helped found NHL Central Scouting, while his mom, Bridget, was the secretary to former Leafs GM, Punch Imlach. They actually met at a Rochester Americans training camp. From Rochester, Craig and his family moved to Amarillo, Texas, then to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, before settling in Montreal, Quebec, where he would finish high school. He started with the Minnesota North Stars as a scout in 1988, moving with the franchise to Dallas, then becoming director of player personnel and helping to build the 1999 Stanley Cup championship team. In 2000, he moved to Calgary, Alberta, taking the post as vice president and GM of the Flames and helping to build a good portion of the 2004 team that went to the Stanley Cup final. He is now the director of scouting for TSN and is always entertaining. Craigslist is a must have for draft junkies. Very happy to have Craig Button back on Sports and More, the podcast. And uh, I'm happy to announce that uh, Craig and I are going to be doing a little bit of a draft project. It's called Tra- Tracking the Draft. It's a podcast that we're looking to start around April. So uh, I'm excited to be uh, uh, chatting with you and working with you again, Craig. Thanks very much. Yeah, no, it, it, I'm, I'm excited about working with you too, Dean. And I think, uh, you know, the, the draft, when we hit April, it's always something with the non-playoff teams. And then eight teams are out of the playoffs pretty uh, quickly. So, you know, you consider, uh, you know, that everybody's focus now turns to the draft and the prospects. And, you know, it's a, it's a big key to uh, team successes. So uh, uh, you're uh, heavily uh, invested in the prospects and watching them and, and watching their progress. And I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. Well, I know Oilers fans, Craig, had a lot of fun with the uh, the deadline yesterday and the fact that for the first time in a while, uh, they were in contention to make moves and their GM did make some moves. Um, you know, what do you, what do you like about uh, or, or dislike uh, about what Ken Holland did yesterday? Well, I don't think there's anything to dislike. Actually, right. When you consider what uh, Ken Holland, I mean, he's got loads of experience and, and the experience comes in this in this respect. And his ability to understand, and he understand exactly what a team is. Not, not he doesn't kid himself. He doesn't fool himself. And he said, "I needed to do my part to help this team." That was really something that he felt it was important to do and to be able to get on it. And you know, you, you, you're trying. He's been trying to add skill on the wing since he took the job. He did it with Neil Yamamoto. Has developed into a really good player, albeit he's out now with an injury. And then he acquires Athanasiu. So Kenny understood what they needed. Uh, I, I, I think that Mike Green will come in and give them uh, a, a little bit of a different option uh, as a right-shot defenseman. He can still pass the puck. And he's got some pretty good players to pass the puck to. So I think when you add it all up, I think that Kenny did a real nice job of, of being able to, to help that team you know, push, push stronger for a playoff spot. 
you know, I always, uh, most people measure trades of, uh, you know, which is the best player, and, and that's obviously important, but how much you pay for that player is also important. And, and I thought the price for Tyler Ennis that uh, Ken Holland got yesterday was really good. This guy has 14 goals. Uh, you know, it's not, uh, I'd imagine you'd expect him to get to at least 20 in an Oiler uniform at some point. I, I think that was a nice price to pay for a skilled guy who can obviously play in a bottom six role if he has to. Well, I mean, you know what I call uh, Tyler right now at this point in his career? He's a utility player. Mm-hmm. So he, he can play all through your lineup. So, you know, you need a little bit of skill up up top. Or, you know, he can fill in and, and, and jump in there. And, you know, you, you need some scoring from uh, a, a different part of your lineup. He can do that. So, you know, having those types of players, uh, it, I, I think, is a – is a real luxury for coaches to have. And, you know, and he can skate and, and, and he can think the game. So now it gives Dave Tippett, you know, another uh, another player that he can move around and try to, you know, pair or get on the right line with, with different players that can, you know, maximize his abilities, but ultimately maximize the team's abilities. And I, I think when you can get to that spot and, and do – those types of things as a general manager to help your team and not and help your coach have more options, it's positive. Okay, Craig, uh, let's look at the uh, overall, I, I guess, deadline. And, and, and I guess we can include uh, a few deals that went down, um, you know, a day or two or whatever before the deadline. But was there a team out there that you think overpaid in a deal? Because we always talk about that. Yeah, like, here's what I think, uh, Dean. I, I think that, you got to look at what each team's situations were. So, you know, the, the, the New York Islanders, I mean, general managers, the, the, the insiders yesterday on Trade Center uh, kept talking about the managers were quite impressed with the return that uh, Pierre Doran was able to get on Sean Gabriel Pajot. But New York Islanders, looking for that type of player, he's not going to pay that price unless he can sign him. Mm-hmm. So he gets now a player that he can sign that's a good, solid player. He's not a not a player that's that's great, but they got a younger team and they got, they got players coming and, you know, you're trying to give them uh, uh, another player that can give you specific help in specific areas. And, you know, he, he, he's a right shot center for faceoffs. He can kill penalties. He adds offense. He's competitive. You get into the playoffs, you can get him matched up against other teams, top players, and he's going head to head with them. Berkeley Goodrow. I mean, people say, well, first round draft pick. But Berkeley Goodrow, you know, when you consider what his salary is and what the Tampa Bay Lightning are looking for, I mean, th- th- that becomes uh, a good fit for them. But but you only have so much dollars uh, to spend. I say this all the time, Dean. A general manager that, that that's created a salary cap challenge for his team can't complain about the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go find other options. So I think that Ju- Julian Breesbaugh did a really nice job of saying, this is where my team is at. Barkley Goudreau fits just like Blake Coleman, but there's a price to acquire that type of contract. And I think Tommy Fitzgerald and Doug Wilson both understood what that price was. And uh, Julian Breesbaugh was prepared to, uh, to to meet that price. And I, I, I see that as, as something positive for their chances to win because that's where they find themselves at this point in time. So, you know, you, you know, a lot of people might say, geez, how do you give that up? But, but it's, it's the contract. It's where it fits for your team. And, you, you have to consider that that is what the asking price is. But a lot of times, the price of not making a move is far greater than the price of making a move. And Julian Breesbaugh, I thought, nailed it when he said, 
at the trade deadline, you're damned if you do, and mm-hmm. you're damned if you don't. Well, and you know, as a as a former GM, you know that uh, when you make a deal, you want to you know get the best uh, return for the least amount uh, you're giving up. So, what what GM do you think yesterday? Uh, was the best in that regard in, in what deal do you think they you know got the most return for for giving up the least yeah uh you, you know you look at uh you know I, I i think again you look at situations right so you look at a situation for teams that are identifying what their biggest problems are i i, I think the vegas golden knights recognize that after theodore and schmidt that they had a real gap in their next group of defensemen so they go and acquire Alex Martinez, who's also going to be there next year. But they've also had a real challenge in their net this year. And I, I Kelly McCrimmon, to me, recognized it. And he said, wait a second here. He goes, we need to get better goaltending. And, you know, he didn't feel that Malcolm Subban was the guy to be able to do that. So get, going and getting Robin Leonard, adding Alex Martinez, I think those are specific areas of that team that needed support. And I, I, I thought, you know, a team that's built – uh, to to compete, you know, deep into the playoffs. I thought Kelly did did a heck of a job there. I, in fact, I think that Vegas, you know, very well could have put themselves, uh, you know, in, in in a leading role to come out of the Pacific Division and be in the Western Conference Finals. Well, and that division is so wide open right now, yeah. and, and you you could tell that by yesterday by uh, a bunch of teams in that division making moves. Was there one move that uh, really surprised you? Um. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. I, it did, but it like I mean, I don't. I don't have a rationale for it. Was the uh, was the uh, Wayne Simmons move? I, I I didn't really understand that from Buffalo's point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, I I didn't really understand what they're trying to do in that respect. I mean, the, the, the that was one. I, the move with Trocheck to Carolina, yeah, I think was interesting because. You know, Gerard Gallant, who we had in studio, he coached Trocek, he coached Hala. And he said he thought that, that it was really important, not, not important, wrong word, but he said that he felt that a change of scenery was probably really good for Vincent Trocek. So, you know, sometimes players reach that point. Mm-hmm. They come to that intersection where a change will help them. And I think that Florida was looking for a change, too, in the makeup of their team. But nonetheless, it still surprised me. When you mentioned Wayne Simmons, it, it, for me, uh, what I was surprised at, uh, the Jets, what they paid for Cody Eakin and then what Wayne Simmons went for. Um, uh, were you surprised? Are those? Do you still those, see those players being equal? What? what, what uh, Cody Eakin and Wayne Simmons? Yeah, I, I thought, I, you know, I, I'm surprised that the Jets paid more for Eakin than, than Buffalo did for Simmons. Well, Eakin, I think, is a, is a better player. And, and and he's also got a year left on his contract. So, you know, you right, Eakin's got a year left on his contract, doesn't he? Mm, I think so, yeah. Yeah, like uh, like I'm pretty sure he does. Anyway, so, you know, you're you're trying to ask, but Winnipeg's in a spot where they're, they're, they're short centermen, and, and, and you're trying to give your team a little bit of a boost. Again, situational. I mean, but but quite frankly, I, 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 th- I, I think Cody Eakin's a much better player than Wayne Simmons is at this point in his career. Uh, I'm just looking at uh, Eakins, and he is uh, Eakin is a, a UFA after this year. Uh, so he at, he at, after this year. Yeah, after this year. Yeah. Yeah. I I just like I I don't know for some reason I like uh, Wayne Simmons and his uh, physicality, but he he didn't pan out very well last year in that role. So 
he can't get there anymore, Dean. He yeah. can't be physical if he can't get there. Good point. Milan Lucic wants to be physical. He can't get there anymore either. Good point. Okay, uh, I stand corrected. How about the deal? How about the deal that you thought was maybe going to go down yesterday that that didn't happen? Was there one that surprised? Because we always hear these uh, stories after the deadline about this trade or this trade that didn't happen. Yeah, well, the only one that I that we all heard of was the Parisi for Lad one. You know, a lot of financial complications with trying to make that deal that I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, make it a, a difficult deal to make on trade deadline day. And I don't think they were able to do it. So it would have been very interesting because, uh, you know, Breezy going uh, to, to Long Island. I mean, uh, a player that can still score and play in specific spots. And obviously Lou Lamarillo knows him. And Billy Guerin making a clear statement that he's changing the team in Minnesota. I mean, I don't think there's any question. So the fact that the trade didn't happen, I think that uh, it's also a case of uh, of, uh, of Billy Guerin, even though they did, he's he serving notice. This game's changing. Very much so. Is there a team out there you think uh, didn't do enough? Uh, I, I don't think so, Dean. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think Colorado with the injuries to Kadri, Calvert, uh, you know, Grubauer. I, I think I, I think Joe Sackett recognized Rantanen, that, that, that Joe Sackett recognized, like, you know what, the, the price to, to, to try to add a player was going to be too significant, and it wasn't going to make a, a difference for what they were trying to do. So I think the fact that he didn't do anything was a smart move. Everybody goes, oh, he needed to do something. Well, yeah, what was the price? And you know, you're not replacing Kadri and Ratnan. And he, 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 I think that Domestikov is a replacement for uh, Calvert to a certain extent. But you're not replacing Kadri and, and Ratnan. And I think Joe found that the prices were too high. So I, I would say no. And, and I also think that prudence becomes an important factor on trade deadline day. Because a lot of teams are chasing things. And they end up waking up one day and going, geez, did I really do that? you got to mm-hmm. be really careful of that as well. Okay, how about, uh, I'll just ask you from uh, a seller's perspective and a buyer's perspective, who do you think the uh, the winners were? I'm not going to ask you who, who your loser was because a lot can develop, but who did you really like from a seller's and a buyer's perspective yesterday well, as I far think, as winners? I, well, the Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators, mm. I thought, did a terrific job, right? And, you know, where their situation is, getting more picks, they got a good prospect pool, and they're going to have a shot at some really good players, some some difference makers. I do think the Arizona Coyotes lost yesterday. I think they were a big loser. They're four, they're six, ten, and four in their last twenty games. They can't score. You know, they they've been a, a non-playoff team for a lot of years. I, I thought that them not doing anything was a was a real significant mess. And you know, again, we we, we talk about uh, you know what what uh, it, it wasn't just selling. I mean, I mean, when, when you're selling, you're buying. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for yep. the Ottawa Senators, they were also, you know, buying currency with their draft picks. So I, I think that they did what they needed to do. And I, I was interested to watch the uh, four teams in the, in the East, Boston, Tampa Bay, uh, Pittsburgh and Washington, all uh, try to one up one another to try to give themselves the best chance to, to move past uh, one another and get to the Stanley Cup final. Who improved the most after the deadline, in your opinion? Whose chances of winning it all improved the most, do you think? Improved the most? Yeah. Vegas. All right. 
Well, and, and Vegas sets the odds, and they should set the pace. Uh, Craig, I'm really looking forward to uh, working with you on uh, tracking the draft uh, in the next uh, few weeks, and uh, I'm looking forward to finding out all about your opinions about the 2020 draft. Thanks so much for joining me here on Sports & More, and we'll talk to you soon. We will, Dean. Thank you very much. The river is alone. Joining me down here And the sun beats my soul And there's no shelter around here This is the Sports and More Podcast with Dean Millard. A piece of wood floats by does that means mean she loves goodbye? Hi, just because the level is low doesn't mean she has to just love and go. Oh, I'm so high. The river is low. That's the sweet sounds of Sweet Bejesus, The River's Low, from their debut album, Policeman's Creek. You can find it on Apple Music. It's Kevin Dabbs and Christian Gutzis who make up Sweet Bejesus. And a big thanks to Craig Button from TSN for joining me uh, for a, dra- a trade deadline recap and to uh, announce that, uh, yes, Craig and I will be starting tracking the draft, uh, where we'll have a unique look at the draft class of 2020. Uh, We will hope to get that started uh, by April at the latest. And that brings us to the Myron French question of the day. It's the ultimate franchise fantasy sports poll question. Um, A tip of the hat to my old high school law teacher who would start every class with a question of the day. And uh, we want to get your thoughts on this one. What was the best deal by Ken Holland at the deadline? Pick it up, Mike Green. The night before, uh, Tyler Ennis, just before or at the deadline, or Andreas Athanasiu earlier in the deadline. You can vote at Duck Millard. Uh, only a few hours left of this poll question. We put it out yesterday at the time of this uh, recording. And Athanasiu leading the way at fifty percent, 56% of the vote. Tyler Ennis, 36%. And Mike Green getting 8% of the 250 votes cast so far. I I went with Ennis. My vote is for Tyler Ennis just because of the price. Now, that's when I when I look at overall deals, I don't just look at the player returning or coming in. I look at what the return or the price was, uh, depending on which side of the trade you're on. So Athanasiu, you know, has uh, had a 30 goal season. Well, Tyler Ennis, 15 goals after last night. For a fifth round pick. So you got 14 goals coming into your lineup. And then he adds another one last night for a fifth round pick. So for me, for what the Oilers paid and what they returned, I look at Tyler Ennis. Athanasiu, you had to give up a second round pick. You threw Sam Gagne into the deal. I'm not saying they overpaid at all. uh, But for the value that you're getting back for a fifth round pick for a guy who's going to get at least 20 goals in Tyler Ennis that can play on your top six, that can play in your bottom six. Hometown kid wants to be an oiler. Uh, You know, it's a great story. So I'm going with Tyler Ennis as the best move 
for the value by Ken Holland on deadline day. So that's the ultimate franchise fantasy sports poll question. You can find out more details at www.uffsports.com. In this game, you own the game, so get in the game. Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, and you can own one of only 31 professional fantasy hockey franchises. Tony uh, from UFFS is going to join me on a future episode. We're going to explain exactly what this game is and why it will be a great fit for you. Thanks very much to Craig Button of TSN, the Director of Scouting, who will also join me closer to April on a new show we are calling Tracking the Draft. Big thanks to Craig for joining us here on Sports and More. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please subscribe and please leave us a review. It matters big time to us uh, that we know how you feel about the show. Really helps us moving forward. And if you want to be a part of the show as an advertiser, please email me sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. That is sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. Dot com. Thanks very much for listening. Playtime is over.